0: I love this time of year. It is the beginning of the year, everybody. There's just a renewed sense of purpose. There's a little bit of happiness in the air. We can do this thing. And people are already like posting Instagram statuses saying, live your best life. Live life to the full. 2021 is the year that is done. 2022 is the year about you. And 2023, it's all about me. And that is what, there's this renewed sense of purpose. There's this energy in the air. But you just need to go to social media or anything on Facebook or Instagram to see that people are wanting to live life to the full. They are wanting to live their best life. And we all want to go on this journey of becoming the best version of ourselves. And social media has allowed us to do this to some part. You may not know this, but there are 4.5 billion people connected on social media. That is around 50% of the world population. And this figure is telling is because it is people wanting to connect with others or wanting to connect with something to inform their lives and to uh, become something. We all want to follow something. That is, we are social creatures. That is how we are created. We all want to be part of a pack. We all want to follow someone, and we all do follow something. You may not know it. We are all following something or someone. You just have to look at the top 10 Instagram accounts. It is footballers. It is pop icons. It is celebrities. Because why? We are interested in other people's lives, but we are wanting to shape and transform our lives towards our culture, towards our society, so that we can be more part of the pack, so that we can be seen as something. And so my question tonight is, who are you following? Take a moment and think about it. Who or what are you following? Where do you get most of your information from to inform your daily life? Or what is the source that you get most of your information from to learn about life or how to better yourself? Or who do you model your life on? Is it a parent? Is it a friend? Who are you following? That is my question tonight. And we are in the age of the influencer. We are in this age that we follow and unfollow people all the time. We can choose who to follow. We just need to go on Instagram, follow, unfollow. If you look at Josh during lunchtime, he's already unfollowed 100 people in the first minute. It is how we live we can unfollow. If we want to watch something on Netflix and not watch it the next day, we can do that. We live in this world of instant gratification, of instant um, transformation, where we want to do everything at our fingertips. We have all the content that we desire, and we can be whoever we want to be. It is all about us. It's all about self-care. It's all about self-elevation. It's all about self-transformation, because why we are creatures who live unto ourselves, but the Bible is telling us to live a different life. But we just have to look at the Bible and we see this narrative that Israel, the nation of Israel, God's chosen people, went on this journey of becoming like God and God chose them for His purposes and His plans. But actually, throughout this journey, at every step of the way, they forsook God. They did not follow His commandments. They did not obey His ways and live according to His commands. And they actually forsook God for worthless idols. Their energy, their time, their attention was always drawn away from God. That is the picture of the Bible in the term of the Israelites. They went on this journey of becoming more like God, but actually there were things in their lives that drew their attention away from God time. And time again. See, they were following things, but it wasn't always God. So, my question tonight again is who are you following? We see this picture in the form of discipleship in the New Testament. Jesus took this group of believers, these 12 men who were rowdy, who were unschooled, who were ordinary men, and they were followers, disciples of Jesus. See, the the term in the Israelites was rabbi for teacher. And disciples were followers, it's knowing who your teacher is, who wants to inform your life, how you want to grow in understanding of who you are becoming. And so they went on this journey of following Jesus and becoming more like Him. And so we see this picture in the Bible that we are all becoming something. It's just who is informing that journey. And so the title of my message is, Come Follow Me. And we're going to turn to Matthew 4, verse 18 to 22. You can turn to your Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, why don't you get the version app on your phone? And we're going to, but the message will be behind me. It says this in Matthew 4, 18 to 22. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me Jesus, we look to you this evening and we say that you have your way in this place. May you be glorified, Lord, but I pray that we... See you clearly, that we see your mission clearly, Lord, and that you are calling us. You are calling us as believers, Lord, that to live lives that uh, glorify you, to live lives that reflect you in every way, Lord, and that you are calling us to a mission with you, Lord, to preach your gospel, to share your gospel with the nations, Lord. But I pray, Lord, that you open our eyes, Lord. I pray that you open our hearts, and that we see you in all your glory tonight, and that we will leave this place shaped and transformed by your. Gospel by your word and by your grace. Amen. Amen. Why don't you turn to someone and say, I am a follower. There we go. See, every one of us is a follower. Every one of us is a disciple. You may not know it, but from the very beginning, you were engaged in some form of disciple because it means that you are being taught by something. That is what it means to be a disciple. And so Jesus built his team of disciples by saying, come follow me and I will make you fishes of men. That me is singular. It is come follow me. There is one person that we need to follow as believers, and it is Jesus Christ. But that you is plural. It doesn't just mean my own personal story. It means that I am part of something bigger. See, that you in the uh, Hebrew and the Greek is plural. It means all of us as believers. That we are part of this mission, part of this plan and purposes of heaven, and we get to go on mission with Jesus together to see people uh, meet him, to see people encounter him and his grace. And he is declaring to these group of fishermen, and I wanna tell you that they were ordinary men, They were unschooled men, but they were rough, they were ready, and they had language that would make your grandmother blush. They were not perfect people. They were not the people that you would look up to and say, I want to be like them. I want my kids to have their morals and their values. No, they were rough people. They were rough fishermen. They were tax collectors. They were all these types of people. And Jesus took this group of young men, this group of young men on a journey to become more like him. And why should that encourage us? It's because Jesus pursued us first. It is in the very beginning of creation. It is how He made the world. Is that it, we didn't need to make the certain standard. We didn't need to be perfect. He is the perfect creator, and He is calling you. He is calling me for His purposes and His plans. And that should encourage us, because it's not by our own qualifications, our own abilities. It is how He created us, and it's by His perfect grace that He calls us. So my first point tonight is, who are you following? As Mark Deva writes in his book on disciple making, he says this, to be human is to be a disciple. God didn't present Adam and Eve with a choice between discipleship and relationship, but between following Him and following Satan. We are all disciples. The only question is of whom? Who are you following this evening? See, God was on a mission from the very beginning of creation, and He called humanity for His plans and for His purposes. It was perfect in the beginning, and we were in perfect communion with God, and we were on mission with God to tend the earth, and He's calling us to this greater story, but we know that because of sin, because we live in a fallen world, time and time again, we get distracted. Time and time again, we uh, trade the presence of God, the joy of God for other things in our life, but He's calling us again to go on mission with Him. It says this in Ephesians 1 verse 4, for He chose us in Him before the creation of the world, to be holy and blameless in His sight. Life changes, P.M. congregation. You were chosen before the creation of the world. God chose you before the creation of the world. You are not here by accident. You are not here by happenstance. You are not here just to go uh, to church on a Sunday and go by your life on a Monday to Saturday. No, you were chosen for His plans, and purposes. See, God isn't this distant creator. He isn't this father in heaven who is so far away and isn't involved in your life. No, he wants to call you to be more like him. He wants to call you to glorify him. He wants to see his presence in your life. He wants to see you walk in relationship with him. He's calling you to a greater story. See, God cares more about his glory than your personal story. See, God is calling us to something greater. And we see this picture of Jesus, the Son of God, who came down to us, to earth, the Son of Man, who came down in human form. Why? To experience every temptation, every suffering that we may, so that we could be glorified in Christ and made right through His death on the cross. See, He is calling you. He is pursuing you. That is what you need to know in the beginning of this year, is that we don't just go by life living life by our own means by our own abilities and then when we get through halfway of the year we're tired we're grumpy we don't have any hope we don't have any sense of purpose find your purpose in your creator sir man find your purpose in your savior jesus because i promise you it will bring fullness of life it will bring fullness of life who are you following see we are all following someone in our lives it is one of the most fundamental dynamics of our lives What we most adore, we become like. What we behold, we become like. So the thing that we give most of our attention to in our lives, we become like that thing. The thing that we give most of our energy to, that is where all of our abilities, all of our energies will be cast onto that thing. Are you following Jesus or are you following someone else? I am preaching this to my own heart tonight. Because so often what we adore fluctuates what we wanted to be when we were six years old. I wanted to be a doctor. That isn't what I wanted to be at 8 years old or 10 years old. What we adore and what we want to become so often changes in our lives, but there is one constant, and His name is Jesus Christ. There is one constant, and His name is Jesus, and He is your Savior, and He is calling you to live for His glory and His purposes, to go on this journey of being a disciple and to become more like Him. That is what Jesus wants in your life— so that your life reflects His magnificence, His wonder, and that we are becoming like Him. And it's not by your own ability, it's not by your qualifications, it's just by the grace of Jesus Christ. Because He is working in us, He is transforming us, and He is faithful to what He has started. He will see to completion in your life. See, Jesus is showing us this different way of living. He is calling us to choose Him. He is calling us to go on mission with Him. And He is calling us to be influenced by Him and Him alone. How are we living? Are we living to glorify Him? Or are we living for our own desires? Are we living for our families? Are we living for our jobs? These are all good things. But if they're taking the time and the energy away from Jesus, actually there's an idol in our lives that is taking away his attention, his energy. We need to be living for Jesus. We need to be going on mission for Jesus. Why? Because he is calling us to be disciples. Think about that term. What does it mean to be a disciple? Take a moment now. Maybe it's my discipleship journey. I need to become more like Jesus. Or maybe it's making disciples, telling people about Jesus. Maybe you've even used this phrase, no one is discipling me. Think about what it means to be a disciple. Can I tell you that disciple, discipleship does not exist in the Bible. The word discipleship does not exist in the Bible. There is no word for discipleship you can read the Bible, you can go to the Greek, you can go to the Hebrew, that word you will not find. See, this concept of discipleship is this, this modern concept that we have created to make sense of this, but actually the Bible has a much different picture of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. The Greek word for disciple is this word called methetus. It is this word called Methesis, and we first see it here in Acts 11, verse 26, in this interesting sentence. It says, in Antioch, the disciples were for the first time called Christians. And the word for disciple and the word for Christian is Mathetes. It is the same word. So the Bible doesn't make any distinction between being a Christian and being a disciple. See, we have this idea that we first become a Christian, and then we go on this discipleship journey, we learn about God, we do a course, we go to church on a Sunday, and that is being a disciple of Christ. Actually, that is so incorrect. If you are saying, I follow Jesus Christ, then you are His disciple and He is instructing us and commanding us to be more like Him. It is not a choice. It is not something that we get to choose whether to do or not do. It is how you were created. And if you're saying, I have gotten a new life in Christ Jesus, then we need to respond to the call, come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Are we becoming more like Jesus? See. To be a Christian means to be a disciple of Jesus. Everybody who was converted to Jesus was a disciple, and everybody who was converted to Jesus was a Christian. It is the same thing. Who are you following, and who are you becoming? See, people need to become Christians and need to be taught how to live as Christians, but we need to be taught by one teacher, and his name is Jesus Christ. We need to take hold of our discipleship journey. This phrase, who is discipling me, is such an incorrect phrase because it's basically saying, who is Christianing me? It doesn't make any sense. Are we becoming disciples? Are we following Jesus? Are we reading His Word? Are we being led by His Spirit? Are we walking in the power and authority that He has given you in the Holy Spirit? Who are we following and who are we becoming? This is the, this is the challenge that Jesus presents to us. It says this in 2 Corinthians four sixteen to 17 Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. God is working in your life. Jesus is working in your life. Our purpose is to live in such a way to make the surpassing worth of Jesus Christ made visible in our lives. That if we were to not have lived, that it would be some loss to the world, that they would not see Jesus Christ, that we are bringing a little bit of his life to this dark world. That is what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Do every part of our lives reflect Him, His ways, His purposes? Do we have fear and anxiety in our lives? Why? When His Word says He never leaves us nor forsakes us, He does not give us a spirit of fear but peace and love and a sound mind. Are we trusting for a healthy marriage? Or do we get uh, swayed by this idea that, yeah, I can have one foot in, I can have one foot out, and maybe divorces on the table if things don't work out, or are we trusting in the promises of God because we are believers of Christ, we are disciples becoming like Jesus, and we need to show people His glory and His light. How are we living, and who are we following? See, as followers of Jesus, we do not simply live for eternity, we live from eternity. We have been made perfect in the sight of God. When Jesus died for your sins on the cross, He purchased you at a price. It was the price of His own life. And when God looks down at you, He doesn't see your past sin. He doesn't see your shortcomings. He doesn't see your failures. He sees His Son, Jesus Christ. And it says in these scriptures that we have been made perfect and we are becoming made holy. We have been made perfect and we are becoming made holy because He is transforming us from the inside out. He is renewing us day by day and we are becoming more like Jesus. That should be Give you So much encouragement for this year that should give you so much confidence and power and authority in your businesses, in your schools, in your marriages, in how you raise your children. Why? Because you are sons and daughters of the God Most High and He is transforming you. His power works within you and His grace goes before you day by day. You do not have to fear anything. You do not have to worry about anything. You should be confident in Christ, knowing that you are His sons and daughters. This is what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And I hope that this is painting a picture of a different way of living, a different way of living to the world, that we don't just follow and unfollow. We don't have one foot in and one foot out. And Christianity isn't this thing that we just paint over our lives, that we just try and hide the mess. We just try and hide the muck from everybody else. And we're just hoping that a little bit of us will be renewed. No, God wants to renew you completely. He wants to restore you completely he wants you change you completely why because you have been made new you have been made new and the disciples had to go on this journey and they had to leave everything behind they had to leave their old lives they had to leave their fathers and that is a picture of what jesus does in our lives that we were made new we had to leave our old life behind We can't go on mission with Jesus when we are dragging the dead corpse of our old life around all the time. That we are dragging our past sin, we are dragging our past shame, we are dragging our past failures around. That is going to distract us from the mission that God has for us to become followers of Him and to make followers of Him. This should encourage you this evening. It is a challenge for every believer to leave our old self behind, to take take hold of the new self that Jesus has for us and go on mission with Him. See, the Bible says you are a new creation, so let go of the old self. See, who are you following? And number two, who is following you? The reality is the world is watching And people are watching you. Who is following you? See, the second meaning of discipleship is this verb, and it's metheteo. It's coming from that Greek word methetus, and it's metheteo, and it means to make disciples. See, it can mean to preach the gospel. To people, It can mean to tell people about the glorious worth of Jesus Christ. When they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium. See, it says that in Acts 14, verse 21, when they had preached the gospel and made many disciples. That is what it means to make disciples. Or can mean the whole process of becoming like Jesus. It says this in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 22. twenty. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority and in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. To be a disciple means to be a Christian. And to be a Christian means that we are called to make disciples. Are we telling others about Jesus Christ? It's not a choice that we get to have. If we are a follower of Jesus, then it's who you are called to be. Are you reflecting Jesus Christ in your business? Are you reflecting Jesus Christ in how you pay your workers, whether you pay them a fair wage? Are you reflecting Jesus Christ in your marriage? Are you reflecting Jesus Christ in how you raise your children? Are you reflecting Jesus Christ in your thought life when no one can see you? Are we showing people Jesus no matter where we are? That is what it means to be a disciple. That is what it means to make disciples. Do you care more about your self-worth, more about your self-care, more about my self-glory and my self-affirmation than the person sitting next to you tonight? When is the last time that you ask them how their soul is? See, we always say, how are you doing? But I promise you, God is not going to ask us about how our days were when we get to heaven one day. He's going to ask us, did you steward what I gave you? Did you tell people about my gospel? See, a gospel unpreached is no gospel at all. A gospel unpreached is no gospel at all. Are we telling people about Jesus Christ? See, I have such a fervor in my heart this year to live for His glory and that I will be closer to God at the end of the year than the beginning of the year. But are we going on mission with Him? See, it is not a choice. It is how we were made. P.M. Congregation, I wish that this congregation will be known for showing the surpassing worth of Jesus Christ. That when people come here, they feel welcome. When people come here, they see His grace, His love his steadfastness in our lives, that every aspect of our lives will speak to his worth and to his presence in our lives, that when we go out from church on a Monday, on a Tuesday, we are living lives that reflect Jesus Christ. That is my hope and my prayer for each and every one of us. See, it is a command. Therefore, go and make disciples. Before we can go out to the nations, we have to make disciples in our nation. Your nation may be your school. Your nation may be your marriage. Your nation may be your workplace. Your nation may look differently to my nation, but we are commanded to go and make disciples. We are called to baptize them, to take them on a journey of going on the commands of Jesus. We are called to teach them in everything. Are we teaching one another? Are we spurring one another on in faith to make decisions that honor Him, to make decisions that are a life of obedience to His ways and to His plans and to His purposes? Do we care about how our friends are living, how our families are living? Are we concerned about their eternity? This is what it means to be a disciple. See, being a disciple, being a believer of Jesus Christ may be a very long process, but is one that is sustained by His grace every step of the way. See, Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. He was the greatest picture of servanthood. He came down from heaven, and He died on a cross for you and for me calling us into this great story of becoming more like Him. See, He cared so much for you that He came down and He was nailed to a cross for your sin, for your shame, for my brokenness. It's because He loved us, and He's wanting us to become more like Him. See, every Christian should be helping unbelievers know the surpassing worth of Jesus Christ. We should all be on this journey, on this mission. We have it on our wall. Reach far. Reach those far from Christ. Raise those up in Christ and release wide for His kingdom. It is who we are as believers. See, it is all because of Jesus. It is all from Jesus and it is all unto Jesus. We need to be going on this journey of becoming more like Him.